be one roll away from legendary and attend the Rising Phoenix Game Con at the Milford Doubletree, April 21st through 23rd. You can play games, run games, meet like-minded individuals and gamers. Get your tickets now for Rising Phoenix Game Con. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Dungeon Masters Dojo Podcast. This is a show for game masters and players alike. We hope to bring you tips and tricks to elevate your game and develop the art of dungeon mastery. I'm your host, Louis Aponte, and these are your Dungeon Masters, Scott Labby and Bill Robitaille. Let's head to the dojo and see what they have in store for us today. Good evening, gentlemen. Good evening, Lou. How are you today? Not bad, and yourself? I'm a little disappointed. Not going to lie. What did I do now? Oh, it's not you this time. Oh, woo. Yeah. What I mean, did Bill do? Yeah, I was going to say, never, what did I do? It's never Bill. I'm never disappointed in Bill. That's I, disappointing. It's just because I'm awesome. And I'm not? I think it's a felony at Bill's age if I'm disappointed <laughs> with him. <laughs> it could be. <laughs> Get it with a cane or something. Yeah. <laughs> or something. <laughs> I endured. And when I say endured, I endured like I ran an Ironman you know, competition where, you know, you're on the bike on that hard ass bike seat, you know, and then you're swimming with sharks. And then for the last part of it, you're, you're running like miles and trying not to shit yourself, you know, like in the Ironman. Com- and you shit yourself. So you're disappointed. No, I've never run an Ironman competition. I've never actually, it was too exhausting for me to uh, watch them on TV. <laughs> I was going to say the same thing, but I watched the whole rings of power first oh, season. Oh, Okay. And I almost wept, not not because it was so breathtaking and wonderful. It's not like that. The kind of almost wept like you did when Boromir was dying after like being a heroic badass and taking all these orc arrows, or when Aragorn said to the hobbits, "No, you kneel before no one," and everybody got down. Not not that kind of like it's beautiful kind of thing. Like wept because Tolkien's not alive to be upset over it so i wept for him i could appreciate that it was it was dreadful <laughs> um and that's the that's the kindest kindest way i could say it. i was so looking forward to this because i loved all three of those movies you could sit me down in front of like the director's cut of every single lord of the rings movie and i'm like yeah i'll watch all three of them like back to back consecutively and love every minute of it it's only 12 hours yeah yeah it's nothing a catheter can't solve um and the hobbit movies were not great but were far superior products and i dare say that far superior products and to the tv series which i kind of got the impression nobody who did any of the writing read anything like they they read the back of the books and picked out some cool sounding names the jacket cover yeah and we're like okay let's make a tv series it um it's visually it's beautiful I'll agree with you there. It, yep. it is it is very, very, very nice. I wonder if the scripts were written in crayon. <laughs> Etch a sketch. Because I wouldn't be surprised if they were. If I saw them and was like, oh, this is an orange crayon. Yeah, that explains a lot. What a terrible thing to do to a great work of fantasy. I watched the first one and went, okay, they're introducing everything. You know, you always take the first one with a grain of salt. Then I watched the second one going... All right, establishing characters, I guess. 
Um, but yeah, the third one, okay, that's that, that's when the wheel starts rolling. And it plodded on. And the fourth one, it plodded on. It was and, grueling. Yeah. And I'm like, I, you know, and I, tr- I, I watched every one of them. And I wanted so very, very hard for it to resurrect itself. I was waiting for that moment where everything kind of fell into place and I was going to have that aha moment and it was going to be, oh, cool. Yeah. All right. I get, I get it now. But nobody's likable. Like none of the characters are <laughs> likable at all. And one of my favorite characters in the Lord of the Rings and everything was Galadriel. Well, how can you not? She was like super badass yeah, you know, she elven was a, witch. I mean, a witch queen. Yeah, who was wise and graceful and kind, and now she's kind of like a Karen asking ev- to see everybody's manager. She's rude. <laughs> she's unlikable. They took away all of her her might and magical prowess and wisdom. Granted, she is supposed to be a younger Galadriel, but and gave her a sword instead. It was like, boy, that cheapens the character tremendously. Hey, she's a great soldier. Yeah. Um, that's about all I got out of it. I was waiting for that, that magic, magic. I want to see, yeah. <laughs> I want to see some magic yeah. from the witch. Yeah, j- yeah, just the emergence of some kind of of magic. But yeah, I didn't see anything that. Yeah, people die in it, and I don't feel bad. I'm like, okay, I don't know. They need to hire. Some, and I, I don't know if this is true, but I read somewhere they only had the rights to like the Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings, and none of the stuff in the Hobbit or the Lord of the Rings is from that second age. It's all Silmarillion and stuff. So why would you make a TV series if you don't have a rights to the subject matter? And you're just going to wing it. Yeah. Come on. Shame on you. That's like saying, I'm going to go to lunch and get some, you know, uh, uh, some U.S. fries at McDougal's and, and a Big Slack burger. Uh, you know, it's just Alta names a little bit and hopefully you can get away with it. Yeah, it's god awful. Although there is one character that I thought was kind of cool and it was the first orc and he was kind of like in between an elf and an orc. But I don't even... I don't even think that there was such a thing. But I thought that was kind of cool. But that's it. The Gandalf-like character that arrived in a meteorite. You should have just sent him down in a spaceship. Um, <laughs> the Gandalf from the Lego movie was a far more compelling character. I think in the Lego movie, he was like hanging out with Dumbledore or something like that. Yeah. In the, yeah. yeah but, but way better Gandalf in the Lego movie than in the Rings of Power. If if that isn't I'm not even too sure that is Gandalf. I don't know. Just yeah, some, they, they kind of hinted to it. Just some dude that, hinted to it, yeah. that fell out of a meteor. Yeah, like wasn't, in, wasn't it supposed to get the original Gandalf just ascend from the heavens because he was something similar to like an angel? Yeah, he was an angelic celest- being. He was an yeah. angelic celestial being. And and no, let's, let's, let's wrap him up in a rock and drop him on the earth. Yeah, not knowing anything. It's like that. that's a shitty way for the gods to deliver their like angelic person who was supposed to learn from the elves and everything. And they just, drop him with amnesia. Yeah, it's like we... They don't have seatbelts in the meteors or something? Well, he should have had a helmet or something. <laughs> he obviously hit his head. Yeah. Terrible, terrible, terrible. But I watched the whole thing because I was waiting for it to redeem itself. It it didn't. Maybe season two. Are they going to do that again? Why? Unless you're going to do something good. Like, if you're going to do a season two, do something good. Now you've, you've got all the shitty out of your TV series. You can only go up from there. We hope. <laughs> yeah. Anybody, anybody is at uh, Durin was pretty cool. I like Durin. The dwarves were the the only cool people. They had dumb helmets though. They were like Michael Keaton's Batman. They couldn't look to the left or the right. You know, like they had the fused fused spine or something because the helmets had these big metal beards on them. 
so you can't move around and look around. That's that's my red. This is not the topic of the podcast episode. It's not, but I'm glad it, to see you it, getting this rant it, out of your way because you've been chomping at the bit. I can't say any of this at home because they're like, okay, whatever. I'm like, no, you don't understand. He's like, no, I don't, and I don't care to understand. It's about your silly books. It's not a silly book. It's J.R. Tolkien. Nothing about him is silly. He's a very serious author. He wrote textbooks. He's really smart. <laughs> and he smoked a pipe and was British. So you almost have to listen to him. Yeah, take that. And then you get the eye roll and the whatever. Yeah. Yep. Did you fold the laundry? Ah, shit. I forgot. (laughs) (laughs) Revert to our Christmas special. Yeah. (laughs) So this week, and after that rant, no, we're not talking about how much we hate the Lord of the Rings TV series, but if you want to have that conversation, I'm happy to engage with you on Facebook (laughs) until the end of time or until season two comes out and they straighten their shit out. Well, hopefully they had listened to enough people bitching about season one that maybe, just maybe, they asked somebody to know what the hell they're doing. Stop building rocket ships and start making good TV shows. <laughs> like the boys. Uh, this week. This week. This week. This week, we're talking about making your table more accessible for players with disabilities. So as a decla- disclaimer, none of us are disabled. We're just old. It doesn't count. It doesn't, it doesn't count. We're slowly falling apart. We really we have no real knowledge of of what it is like to have a disability. But what we do know is is and we really 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 believe this is D and D is a game for everyone, and we as a community should see that everyone everyone is able to enjoy the game. I think that's a fair assessment. Absolutely, you know, we should. So Lou's going to start us off on 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 some topics. We have made um we've made accommodations for players for various reasons in Absolutely. the past. And we have. I just think that's. Part of being a good dungeon master and, and, and even even more so part of just being a good human. Here's our take on it. So we'll start with the first one. Start with the session zero and discuss the game. Character concepts, what is and what is not comfortable. Well, that that's pretty much a staple. Yep. But we're talking about disabilities. And there are some people that have physical disabilities. Some people have mental disabilities. You may have to go to a, a different lengths to explain this. In t- terms that someone could understand if they have a mental disability or a hearing disability, you may have to write it down and hand out sheets where they can, if someone is visibly impaired, you may have to explain things because obviously they're not going to be able to see the textbooks as well or or what's going on. So you, you have to make adjustments. But some people might turn on and say, oh, okay, yeah, well, I'm in a wheelchair, but I, I, I want to, I definitely want to make someone who can run really fast uh, just because that's the only way I'm ever going to run really fast. Or, you know, could you do me a favor and not have any peg-legged sailors? Because th- th- that's going to set me off. Yeah, phobias. Yeah, just you, you need yeah. to ask and uh, yeah, and, and do so in front of everybody so everyone understands that we're not going to do this because this person has an issue. And be respectful of that as a player. Yeah. Be respectful of that. Certainly as a DM, be respectful of that. Be be supportive too. You know, if someone, I would hope it was accidentally makes makes a you know, an untoward comment or something like that, or does something that's, you know, potentially offensive or triggering that you would, you'd be like, Hey, just a reminder. Um, because sometimes we say or do things we don't realize we're saying or doing, uh, give that individual an opportunity to, you know, correct that, that behavior, offer an apology. You know, I don't think anybody willfully. It is going to say something to be offensive or, or to get a rise out of somebody. And, and what is it? You know what is what is going to be acceptable at the table. What is what is the comfort level of the individual with 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 the disability? Have those discussions. But if for some reason they're not comfortable with having that in front of everybody, then as a DM, have a conversation apart from 
the rest of the table and just relay that information. Mm-hmm. Yep. So in that, so like people with phobias, whether it be spiders, mice, rats, you don't even have to really go into so much detail about the creature. You can just bypass it. You know, that's one thing you can do. Uh, there's, there's, there's a bunch of different things for everything. Yeah, and we have uh, we have one player at the table doesn't care for uh, rodentia, so I try to leave really descriptive, you, you know, stuff with rodentia out of the out of the the campaign or the description at least. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. mentioned they're there. Yeah, uh, but that's it. And then yeah, and then we leave it be. Um, I know in my, in my case, even though I've been accused of of selective hearing, my hearing is going. I have to sit closer to the DM. Sometimes I have to ask people to repeat themselves. So you guys sit closer to yourself? Yeah. Well, when I go to a convention, I always sit next <laughs> to the DM because then I, I can't hear a damn thing in a convention. It is loud. It's it very loud. difficult. Yep. And I have to have people speak one at a time at the table. Not be not because I'm really good at, at, at order and uh, organization, but because if a bunch of people are talking at the same time, it's going to wash everybody out. So there's... There's things too. We have to make those kind of accommodations for the older folks. Well, we are the older folks, so. <laughs> but you have to you have to do that. You have to be understanding. Bring that stuff up. If you're hard of hearing, I'd prefer to sit next to you as a DM so I can hear what you're saying, so I don't misinterpret anything. And I think because we're older, let's say you got joints that hurt, our backs hurt. Sometimes you know, knees out. You are not seeing very well. We all wear glasses. We can't hear very well. So. Although we don't have a disability, we can understand from the peripheral of someone who can't walk or someone who can't see or someone who has very a very hard art of, of hearing. We can understand that because we're on the peripheral of that. Yeah. You know, just by the induction of age. I think even more than that, we are I think we are pretty much very empathetic as well to the people around us. Yes, you yeah. are. <laughs> Me and Lou are. Yes. We already know I'm a heartless, soulless bastard. But <laughs> I'm good at mirroring the, mirroring the nice people around me. So we're working on it. Yes. It's, yeah. It's a little bit of work, but it's, it's a lot of work, actually. It's 30 years in the making. <laughs> well, after two and a half years, he doesn't have to edit my comments quite as often. So, how do you represent disability in your game? And how do you do it tastefully? Tastefully is the key. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Yeah. You know, tastefully is everything in there. You know, you, you don't know if. One of your players has a family member that's disabled uh, in in any way, shape, or form. So being tasteful about it. Let's take a moment to talk about our sponsor. You're a new DM who wants to jump behind the screen. Maybe you've been volunteered by your gaming group but aren't quite ready. You've been watching people play games online or on podcasts, and you're thinking to yourself, where do they come up with all that descriptive narrative? There's no way I can do that. Well, don't worry. We've got a solution for you. What if I were to tell you that I can put a team of professional writers alongside you at your desk while you're prepping your game? Sounds pretty good, huh? With Describe, we can do just that. These narratives vividly describe monsters, places, spells, people, you name it. It's there, and there are more than 6,000 of these easy-to-search-up, copy, and pasteable, beautifully written narratives right at your fingertips. Describe has graciously provided us with a discount for our listeners. Head on over to describe.com backslash DMD. Use the code DMD at checkout to try Describe for two weeks for free. Links will be in the show notes. And now, back to the show. Sometimes, I know in, in my case, I'll only if it's, it's necessary to drive the story forward in some way, shape, or form, will 
well, I, you know, mentioned someone with a missing leg or something or a missing arm. Like if I'm talking about an area that's recovering from, from a war, you know, you're going to see a lot of, a lot of individuals with, with, you know, missing hands or arms or legs or whatever have you, veterans of the war, people with scarring and uh, that sort of thing. But if it's not necessary to the story, then I don't really mention it. Not and it's not, not descript- descriptively. Not descriptively. You can say you're going through a town, had a war. There's a lot of very seriously injured people. There's a lot yes. of you know people that have that obviously aren't you know going to be able to go back to normal life. But you know you do what you can for these people, or the healers are doing what they can. But you 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 mention it, but you do so without going to description. And you know, well, there's blood soaked rags and. You know, this one here is a gaping wound on his shoulder where his arm used to be. I mean, you don't have to say things like that. You can just say there's people here that have suffered some grievous injuries from the war, and, you know, they're doing the best they can to take care of them. And if you wish to help, you wish to help, and if you don't, you don't, and you move the story along. But you can leave it as simple as that, and people are going to understand. Yeah, and if it's an NPC of some type, you know, I'd describe them with an eye patch if I felt that was something to flavor it, but... I brush over it just because I don't want to be distasteful. Um, so I find it easier to do that unless it's going to drive the story forward. And and, and then, even then, you have to really be aware you of... you got to wipe, walk the knife's edge on that one. Yeah. We'll move on to the next point. How do you manage disabled characters at a gaming table? We've had, actually, in the past, I've had have, several. Yes. We've had yeah. several. We've had people that have had missing arms, missing legs, people that have been partially blind, people missing an eye, people with bad hearing... Yep. So we we've actually dealt with quite a few. Um, and I think D and D now makes it much more easier to correct those or help help those. them. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I I see a lot of I see a lot of miniatures with with wheelchairs and stuff like that, and I think that's pretty cool that they're making that. It gets a lot of hate. I was about to say before a character wants to really play a disabled character, they should make it sure that it's very very much on. This is at your session zero again. Yep. That it's okay with everybody else, you know, right? Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people are gonna have questions. Why now? If you want to play like like you sit in a wheelchair, and you want to flavor it, you could say this is a gnomish wheelchair. Yes, I've I've hurt my legs. You know, I something I don't want to walk or I can't walk. You know, maybe something's wrong. Um, but now your gnomish chair can do a lot for you. So you know, you can flavor it up that way. But you have to be very very careful because a lot of people will still take a lot of offense to this. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and they they very well very well may um, in in the case of 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 a player who's in a wheelchair themselves. If if you wanna if you wanna represent your character in a wheelchair with a mini and on paper, and demonstrate that they are just as capable, I don't see a problem with it. I yeah, and I see a lot of hate. You know, it's I, like they're I, gonna have reduced right. movement. This but is what I'm gonna do. I think do. The hate comes from because a lot of people they play rules is written so and a lot of people at the table so hypothetically let's say it's us three playing and i say i'm gonna play a guy in a wheelchair scott you guys are gonna be like why there's gonna be a little bit of hate you know like why are you doing this or you know what's the motive behind it whereas a person who is disabled and comes in a wheelchair he's actually playing it because there's a different reason mm-hmm. yeah so yeah and and there is you know, if you if you come to me and 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 you want to you want to play a character in a wheelchair, you know, you're able bodied, then I would question what why. Um if you want to flavor your character by, you know, having one eye or missing a hand or something like that, okay, that's cool. You know, do do that. I don't see how it would adversely affect 
anything. And, he, and even if you wanted to play a character in, in a wheelchair, I, I wouldn't put a lot of restrictions on it. Let's just play the game and have a good time. Exactly. It, it's not welcoming, especially to someone who is in a wheelchair that wants to play a character, a little, little rep, a, a heroic version of themselves as we all do. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little gatekeeping when you do it that way. It, it is. Yeah. It's like, let it, let it fly. What, who does it hurt other than the player for yep. not letting them do that? You know, that's just my thoughts right. on. And it is, but well, let's take a step back. I know in a couple of our older campaigns, we've had guys lose an arm mm-hmm. in, yep. in a war or, or, or a major battle, but and this is before the artificer actually came out. We created our items were already created to help uh, replace that, so there was no deficiencies. Actually, so that, their magic item actually imbued them with other abilities yeah. as well. So they got a magic item that replaced the missing limb, but also would heal once a day, or you know, would give them a boost to their strength, you know, once a day or, or something like that. Yep. I mean, we always put a little extra in there. Um, because I know we had uh, one character that turned out to be a heroic character that was had one leg. Yep. But he, and he had a peg leg the whole time, and he yeah, was one of the I, the most badass fighters that you know that ever came across the table. And it was extremely tastefully done. Mm-hmm. Very. Tasteful. Um, yeah, the player did a marvelous job. And it was one of my favorite characters at the table because he was just he was a cool character. He was compelling. It was it was well portrayed. I think the big thing here, though, is that the table was accepting of it. There was no bad feelings like, oh, why are you playing a, a well, person? Well, you got to yeah. remember, too, we're spoiled. Well, yeah, we have a good We, we have a, we good have a really good table of seasoned, mostly seasoned players, and yep. even the ones that aren't that seasoned take their cues from the seasoned players. So for someone to come to the table with someone in a wheelchair or missing a leg or missing an arm, you know, something severe that could hamper the character, um, the other players will go, cool, why? You know? Explain, it, it wasn't a parody. Yeah. Of you know, it, it was it was it was done very well. Yep. And you know, here was my history. This is what happened, and this is how how I'm making do since. And it's like, all right, that's cool. I can't wait to see that play out yep. because they did it tastefully. They explained what they were going to do. They explained how they were going to do it, and everyone else went, all right, let's see it. That that sounds it. And but we're spoiled. You know, our table is very, very open-minded. And mature. And mature. I mean, that's that's huge. Mm-hmm. Huge is the maturity. Yeah. I mean, what, the youngest guy on the table is, what, 45, 42? Yeah. Um, I mean, granted, you know, we're we're in our 50s and we still play D&D and watch cartoons, but... So we're not... <laughs> 50s. In, we're not... We're not in... in <laughs> yeah, the odometer on Bill's... Uh, it, it turned it's turned over, over a few times already. <laughs> uh, but, you know, as far as, as far as stuff like that goes, yeah. Let's flip that question a little bit. How do you manage disabled players at a gaming table? Based on what they need as an yeah. individual. Number one, get them to the table. Right. Yeah. Number one, just get them to the table. Make sure they, they have access to the table. Because um, you can't play if you can't get to it. Right. 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 So if it means that you need a, a, a closer seat because you're, you, know, you have difficulty hearing, fine. If you have difficulty seeing, we, we've, we've had a player with- Who's legally know, blind. Who's legally yeah. blind, yep. And and he played like a big old badass, but we you, we we bookended him with with players that could help him yep. if he missed something. So you you make those accommodations based on the individual, right? If you gotta have a closer seat because it's it's easier for you to maneuver your wheelchair and you know at that particular spot of the table because there's no legs there that are gonna inter- interfere with you getting up to the table. Yeah, you do that too. I mean, in the case of my place, I mean we we game in the cellar. Uh, it is not wheelchair accessible, but I'd 
I would move it up to the dining room table awfully fast. Yeah. Yep. Where they could get into the house. And so you have to make those kind of adjustments, especially when you're playing at the house or someone else's. You know, if you're fortunate enough to be in a rec center or something like that, the ADA specifications are almost always in place already. But if you're at someone's home, that's not usually the case. Right. So you need to make whatever adjustments you need to make. Yeah. Make the effort. Right. Mm -hmm. Make the effort to make the person feel welcome. Make the effort to include them as you would anybody else at your table. I, th I think the biggest thing is to be understanding. Yeah. 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 And I think that's first and foremost. You know, don't keep yourself closed off and, oh, well, you can't join us because you can't make it down here because then that, to me, you're a dick. Yeah. I mean, for lack of a more eloquent <laughs> term, but yeah, it is. It's like you're keeping, you're keeping a certain person away from the table because of something that is beyond their control. Exactly. And that shit. And you're the one that has the problem with it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. If you're not willing to, to change a little bit. Then you should be one leaving the table, not the yep. other person. Be a good human yes. to other humans. Or at least do your best, right? None of us are perfect all the time, but put forth the effort. Do your best. Do the best you could do that day. And the next. And the next. Well, some people have to take it one day at a time. Yep. We know. <laughs> You're making an effort. Uh, it's not too many of us that check the obituary to see if our own name's in there. <laughs> I do that every morning. <laughs> like, woo, I'm good. I don't read the obituary. I'm scared. I'll read it for you. Don't worry. I'll let you know. And that's accessibility at the gaming table. We'll see you next time in the dojo. That's going to conclude this episode. Thanks for tuning in and listening. Please subscribe to the podcast for more great content. If you'd like to hear a particular topic, you can reach us out on Facebook at the Dungeon Masters Dojo. Or you can drop us an email at the Dungeon Masters Dojo at gmail.com. Thank you and have a good day.